Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio, what's up? Greetings, everyone. How's everyone doing? How are you? How are you? How are you? Yay. Hey, this is Shiloha, also known as Elmaya, Facebook, Twitter, hit me up. Um, tonight we're going, our topic is talk what you know, one of anything doesn't qualify us to rate a group and, um, I'm basically saying one of anything doesn't qualify you to rate a group or or judge a whole group, and I'm gonna get into uh, what I mean by that. But let me go ahead on and just read the uh, the greetings narrative that I always uh, post on my uh, show topic page to the sisterhood. Greetings, nine my sacred sisterhood clan. Peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, wisdom be upon we all, and of course, those we love. Would like to thank everyone who have been regular listeners to the Sacred Sisterhood Cosmic Frequency BTR show, and also for sharing the shows with whoever you feel would benefit or be edified by my special brand of teaching, which uses the method of my own life experiences and lessons with black folks to get us to look at ourselves more truthfully. And that's my brand of teaching. So if anybody asks you, you know, what kind of show does she have, uh, I talk about my life experiences, um, you know, uh, interacting with black people uh, and the positive and negative, more more negative than positive, because uh, black people uh, express an insurmountable amount of self-hatred. And I just talk about how, as an orphan, um, looking for my tribe and looking for my clan, how interacting with black people, black people have been taught to divide themselves and that they don't see themselves as a race, they don't see themselves as one nation until something negative happens and then it's like, oh, they're trying to destroy the black race and, you know, we don't really see ourselves as one until some tragedy or some traumatic experience happened and then we start talking about that we you know, and black people and we stuff. But up until that time, uh, we, we kind of splintered ourselves off and, you know, we don't see ourselves as a race or a nation. And one of the examples I gave is, like, you can go to a black church and, you know, just full of black people, and the pastor will, you know, when they, you know, acknowledge that someone new has come in, they say, oh, we have visitors. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm looking around, where is the visitor? I'm like, I thought we was all one people, but they're talking about you. They, 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 they single you out and let you know you are a visitor, that our skin color does not make us one. So that's how I begin to analyze um, how black people view themselves, how they view other blacks, and that most of us do not see ourselves as one race and one nation, even though it may be true. I just have to deal with, you know, how we interact with each other, and how we interact with each other is more divisionary than um, than unified, and we only talk about being a black race after a child gets shot or a police officer shoots somebody, and then we want to march, and then we want to be unified, but, um, you know, it's as 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 soon as the dust has cleared and uh the the pork chops have been fried and the chicken has been plucked uh hey you know it's like I got mine you go get yours 
So um, that's what I have experienced uh, in my existence. And so I bring those things up on my show to show that black people are very much divided. They don't see themselves as a black nation, as a black race. And even though with all this religiosity, we are even divided in religiosity, which, you know, we join everything, we believe in everything, uh, you know, we serve every God, which is, once again, a a clear sign that a disunified, uh, divided people will never get anything accomplished, which is why black people don't get Get anything accomplished uh, because we we're we're too splintered. So um, so I point those things out. Um, you know that this whole black movement shit is just that it's, it's it's just hustle and flow. So I use my experiences to enlighten the sisterhood and to break down to black women who oftentimes are being hustled by black men with a black power message while he's. You know, while he's caping for white men, he's caping for white women, he's caping for white supremacy while he's giving you the black power and we must segregate and the white man is the devil and rah, 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 and sister this and sister that, and, you know, turn your back. And who's more pro-white man in his system than black men, you know, which is the sports, number one. You can't get more pro-white daddy than sports. So while you have this group of black men talking about how brainwashed black women are with the white Jesus, I point out to them, well, who's teaching us about white Jesus? Is that not a black man standing in the pulpit with a black face telling us how to go love and serve white Jesus? So once again, whose fault is it that white black women love white Jesus, white men, and all things white, 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 white? My answer It's black men. Black men are the reason why we love white daddy, for those who love white daddy, because I don't see a lot of instances of black women loving white daddy. So once again, this is some more propaganda that uh, certain black men want to put out, and they want to make it appear as if it applies to all of us. Um, What I'm saying is talk what you know. Talk what you know is speak on those things you have direct experiences of. Uh, speak on those things that, um, you know, not four, fifth, six, seven, uh, seven hand, but if it's a second hand, yeah, you can relay something that your auntie told you, a cousin or a niece, you know, that's second hand information, but that's still valid for you to speak on it because you got it directly from someone that's close to you and that you interact with on a, uh, on a regular basis. So, yeah, speak on what you know. The problem, what I have, is that one of something um, doesn't qualify you to, uh, you know, cake for the whole group. You know, let me give you some examples. Uh, I notice on YouTube you have a lot of sisters, uh, towel, black women going their own way, and all of them have these uh, stories about how horrendous the black man is and, the black man is this and that. And I've got my own stories, and I don't necessarily disagree with them because black men have established a, a pattern that we as black women can't speak on matter of uh, The problem is is that you have um, uh, black women speaking on a reality to other black women who may not live that reality. So, you know, you can't, um, you, you know, don't live uh, – someone else's reality. That's what I'm saying. Because if you're listening to me, you know, you listen to me, but my reality, you may not be living that reality. 
And that's why I always let people know, listen, the things that I'm saying happen may have occurred some time ago because, you know, I'm 14 years uh, in year 14 of sacred celibacy. Uh, I haven't had sex with any man. Um, Their frequency, most of them are too low. But when you choose to clean up yourself and raise your frequency, uh, of course, there are more low vibration uh, slave uh, people than there are God. See, when you raise your frequency and you be and you become a priestess or a God, you're going to have less and less people to interact with sexually. As long as you are on a beast, she beast, he beast level, well, you you can find a he beast, she beast from any ethnic group. You know, whether it's black, Asian, white, African, you can find she and he beast from any group. They are in high numbers. But when you're talking about a priestess and a priest joining together or a god and a goddess, now you're going to find yourself very, very lonely. And the key, once you begin to understand sexuality and how it was intended to be used, you, if you have a high frequency, you don't want to find yourself mating with someone whose frequency doesn't match your own, which is the case usually when you have uh, most time black black and white uh, sexual intimacy. Usually um, the frequencies are very, very unmatched, but, you know, hey, when you're dealing with, like I say, sometimes you're dealing with a master-slave mentality. The master feels entitled to its property, so the master's frequency is, okay, this black person or this person of melanin is, in my mind, like a slave, you know, like my property, so I'm entitled to use it any way I want. Now, of course, the slave is on some love shit. You know, usually they don't let the black person or the person with melanin know that that's how they see and think about them. But, you know, and so you're uh, uh, coupling up with someone who really, really is, is, is not, you know, you, you, you know, your union is not electrified because of the, the thinking of, you know, y'all thinking is unmatched. So... Um, the brick tile women, um, I was speaking to somebody and I was saying, I noticed that a lot of these brick tile women, you know, black women going their own way on uh, YouTube, uh, a lot of the men talking greasy about black women that have been doing it for the last, what, seven to ten years, you really can count them. And I'm talking about the ones that dare to show their face. You can really count them on both hands. So you're talking about at the minimum of 10, maybe the most 15. Now, I really don't know. If it's past 15, I would be hard-pressed to say that these are 15 hardcore black men that show their face on YouTube that for the last 10 years have just been dragging and dogging black women out. So if it's only under 20, let's say under 20, but you now going to make what these 20 black men on YouTube be the sentiment of all black men in the whole entire northern hemisphere, then what you're doing is you're trying to take a small group and make what they say and think be the criteria for the larger group of black men. And I'm saying we can't do that. That's why you have to go by your own personal experiences. If someone is telling you that black women are going, black men are going to abandon you, black men are going to, you know, leave you with a bastard baby, and they hate the bastard baby maker, first of all, you have to go based off timelines. From which timeline are they speaking? Are they speaking about black men doing the crack area? 
era, during the, the rap area, when disrespecting black women was at an all-time high and it was being supported through the music. If you're talking about that era, you have to factor in what was driving that type of consciousness. If the drugs and the rap music was driving that consciousness, this is why it happened to so many black females in such a large scale. So now you got to bring it up to today. Is that same energy present today? No. You don't have rap being so prevalent today. You don't have um, uh, rappers and rap and drugs being as prevalent. As a matter of fact, it's more white people on drugs today than blacks. So the message that uh, uh, what occurred to females during a time period when you had negative rap music and you had the combination of drugs both working against the black family. So if that is not in present today, I'm not saying that black there are not some black males out there that still, you know, may not do that, may not get you pregnant and leave you with a baby, but I'm just saying the energy for that type of uh, conduct is not as uh, high uh, today as it was back then. So young black females, do not be discouraged by a negative message because if you walk out your door and you see black men playing with their children, you see black men getting up and go to work, you see black men doing positive things, don't get so absorbed in some female you listen to online give you a negative projection of something you can't verify with your own eyes. You see what I'm saying? So it's one thing to hear something negative. It's another thing to see something negative. So if the negative message is not backed up with a physical uh, 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 eyewitness, meaning you be the eyewitness that this negativity being spoken about, that you can see it's still occurring, if it's not occurring in your reality, you are to dismiss it and ignore it. Okay? Now, I'm not saying black men are cured of all their negativity. Far from it. You know, I still get into negative bouts with my own sons who are black men, and their thinking, their frequency is the problem. And so curing somebody of their thinking and their frequency, uh, 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 you know, his, his behavior is not so much the problem, but his frequency and energy toward me. So sometimes you just have to separate yourself from certain people and then just find a different group to connect with. Now, another thing I was saying is like, say, for instance, you have a black woman married to a white man, okay? You got a black woman. She's only been married to one white man. So how are you going to speak so and cape for all white men when you've only been married to one? So your marriage to one white man don't qualify you to speak about all white men of the entire white race. And, yes, I'm specifically talking about Crystalline Karazin, C.K., She's only been married to one white man in her whole entire life. So I feel like any female, if you've only been married to one, you only dated one, you only ate one, you only tried on one pair of shoes, you can't talk about another pair of shoes made by that same designer when you only had one pair of that shoe. You can't talk about a Mexican if you've never dated uh, uh, several Mexicans. You can't talk about how good Asians are if you've never dated and been in relationship with Asians. 
And if you've only been in a relationship with one, you can't make your relationship with that one. Even if it was positive, you can't say, well, all Asian men are now better than black men because this one I got. No, you just only had one, sweetie, just one, just one. So one don't qualify you to now speak on behalf all the Asian men and tell sisters, go get you an Asian man. Why? Because you you found one you like, just one? Yeah, once you find ten more that you like, and then you come back and tell me how good they are. Because for everything positive you can say about any race of men, you can think of 13 things negative about them, black, white, Asian, African, uh, uh, Hindu, uh, and all men are men. All men abuse their women. All men do fucked up shit to their women. This is a man problem. It has nothing to do with the the man's uh, ethnicity. So if you're going to drag black men, don't drag black men at the expense of trying to put some other race of men that you have little to no dealing with up on some high fucking pedestal. That's all I'm saying. Now, I noticed this one channel I listen to, this sister always like to do screenshots. Here's another problem I have, screenshotting people's comments on social media. You know why this is dangerous to use comments as a judge uh, of, of the feelings of black men? The, the problem with that is you don't know if that's really black men who made those comments. Anybody can make up an avatar. Anybody can make up a profile. Anybody can make up anything. So to attribute written comments and say, oh, these were black American men who said this, how do you know? That could have been African. That could have been a Jamaican man. See, if your vitriol and your your uh, uh, um, your um, your disagreement and your disappointment is with one group of black men, but social media and the internet is open to everybody. And we know that there's no one type of black man. You got Dominican black men. You got Cuban black men. You got Jamaican black men. You got African black men. You got black men from all over the world who speak and 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 write English very well. Now we know that they have been sending over immigrants from the Caribbean islands, and once they come over here, go to public schools, they speak just as well as any black American male. So. If they can speak well English well, they can type it well. So you don't know which type of black man from where is making these comments. So to attribute these comments to only one small group of black males, which most of the uh, 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 the um, of the um, what, what, what I'm saying, uh, disagreement and um, um, the 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 uh, disappointment and arguments that we have against black men. We are specifically talking about one group of black men, the ones in North America. We don't know nothing about black men in Africa. We don't know nothing about black men in Haiti. We don't know nothing about black men in Jamaica. We are talking about black American men. So uh, anybody can put up a picture of a black face and make some old comment, and then you snapshot it, and then you do a show talking about, oh, look at the black man comments made this, and look at that. And we know that white men can pretend to be black men and make all kind of fucked up comments. So once again, don't use comments that you read on social media to judge and, 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 and say you got evidence that black men hate black women. That's not evidence. 
comments on social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Twitter, is not proof. Proof is when you walk out your door, a black man come up and spit in your face, call you a hair hat, tell you a use a big nose bamboo. That's proof when you have a, a actual experience that you can fucking speak on, not comments on social media. So black females do not. You know, a lot of you females, you spend a little bit too much time on social media and you begin to skew the realities between the social media reality and your reality outside your damn door. Now, unless the, what's your, your negative reality on social media match the one outside your door, then speak more on the one what's happening outside your door. You know, if you if right outside your door, black men are standing around and they throwing molotovs and and they burning and they're being unproductive. Speak on that, but speaking on comments, comments on social media is not proof that black men don't like black women, and we must stop using. And I could call out some names, but I'm not going to do most of from what I've heard. Now, I could be incorrect, and if I'm incorrect, anybody can call into my show, and please correct me if I misheard you. But from what I have understood, most of the Bwicktile women, the black women going their own way, when they say black men are talking negatively, they are seen to be getting all of their information from black men that they are interacting on social media, black men that they've never met. Black men who don't live next door to them, black men who are not even in the same state that they're living in, but it is these black men you are basing your research, your receipts, as you call them, about all black men hate all black women, and they're just going to turn you into a bastard baby maker and rah, 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 rah. Please, I'm just telling young black women, do not let the opinions of these older black females who have had these bad experiences do not live their reality, okay? Live your own reality. Live your own reality and don't be listening to so much negativity that when you walk out your door, you now want to to to, to um, create this negativity that you have set up online listening to day after day after day after day. Judge people based off of what you physically see. When I walk out my door, there's some, some black men live across the street with me. I watch them get up and go to work every day. I watch the women that they got children uh, with uh, drop the kids off. One of them, I see, you know, the girl, he just had a baby. I see her and the baby over there every day. So I can't have this negative picture of black men when I see the truth in front of my damn eyes. A lot of these black men are not behaving in the way they did when we was at the height of the rap game and the, the drug and the cracks. They, they're not behaving that way today, okay? And a lot of black females are gay. So that's another reason why a lot of the messages are not going to apply. You got a lot of black females. They're not dealing with black men at all. They're gay. They would prefer to just deal with one another than deal with a male, period because we know that our males are further behind in, uh, 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 in, in, in cognition and in psychology and even in resources. The black man is far behind many, many other races, but this is not of their doing. This was something that was planned. This was something that was uh, uh, strategically engineered for the black race. 
And that's all I'm saying is that if you, you know, you know, talk about the whole picture. Don't just put all the blame on one side because just like I can talk about the black man, oh, I can flip it and talk about the black woman. But at the same time, I know that both of them have been socially engineered to interact that way, that the real, real enemy is the S-T-A-T-E, the state, the unseen hand that socially engineers their black captives. But, see, most slaves don't want to put the blame where it blames because, you know, most slaves, they still work for the state. <laughs> They're getting some kind of state handout. You know what? They got to go into corporate America and look in the faces of white people every day, and they've got to put on a, a cheery Negro smile, and you know what I'm saying? So they can't blame the very people whose ass they got to get up every day and go kiss. So it's easier to blame what? Another victim. So if I'm a victimized black man, it's easier for me to blame a victimized black woman. If I'm a victimized black woman, it's easier for me to blame a victimized black man. But I won't blame who the real, real mastermind is. See, I tell people, look at the mastermind. See, when you can start really seeing the mastermind who masterminded our behavior, who masterminded the black the breakup of the black family, then instead of us uh, dividing and constantly playing the blame game, we should be uniting. Now, if the pain is just too deep-seated, you know, where in some cases the pain just might be too deep-set. That's why I say black men create your own brotherhood communities. Black men help black males. Y'all help one another. Black females create your own sacred sisterhood communities. Black women help black females, help black girls. If each gender helped their own. I told you in one podcast, I think it's totally irrational for a black man to be sitting up there trying to educate a school, a church full of black women. If you are a man of God, what you want to do is set that example to other black men, not black women. So he's got the wrong group of people in his church. If you are the prime example of a man of God, your church needs to be full with men every Sunday, not women. You're talking to the wrong group because it is the, it's the men who set the example in the community. And if you're setting the proper example to the men, get married. Don't fornicate, don't commit adultery, don't gamble, don't smoke weed, don't drink alcohol. If you're setting the right example to the men, the men go back in the neighborhood and then they will determine how the women behave. It is not women who determine how men behave. It is uh, men who determine how women behave. Okay? So that's why I say men, a, a, a man of God talking to a church full of women, that's ass backwards. But you only see that backwardness over here in America. You go to other countries and Muslim countries and the, the, the Orthodox churches, the churches have their own men address men because they know men are the, the builders, men are the enforcers, men are the lawmakers. They address men. Over here in America, where they want a bunch of backward-ass black people, do you have the man of God addressing a church full of women and uneducated women of that? I see if the women were college-educated like your Oprah's, because now these women have the education, they have the uh, uh, um, 
the uh, wherewithal as far as uh, a job access to go out into the community and, ma- and make a difference. But a lot, most of your time, your church in America is full of uneducated women. Most of, and we, and we already know a twelfth grade education from America. You might as well just finish the fucking sixth or seventh grade because that's just all the education you got. A twelfth grade education ain't shit over here because you was just learned to memorize a lot of shit you ain't gonna use because they're training you to be a worker. They're not training you to what govern yourself, be sovereign, or to ever be a landowner. Who are the real citizens? They're, they're not training for you that. They're training you to be a slave, a worker, a laborer. See, the word for slave, they won't use the word slave because that's too uh, unpolitically correct, but they just call you a laborer. Where a laborer and a slave, it's the same word. It's like, oh, you are human resource. Just go to the Department of Human Resource. Just go to the Department of Human Resource. You're just a human resource. That's a slick little word for slave. So that's my message. You know, talk what you know and don't make one of anything. It don't qualify you to rate the whole race. You've only been married to one white man. That don't mean all white men are wonderful. You've been married to only one Asian man. You can't talk about how all Asian men are wonderful. And if you have had bad experiences with black men, like I, one of the shows I did, I said, we have to show each other some, some mercy. We have to show each other. You know, we we, we, we got to give each other a break. When you look at how we were socially engineered over here, we got to give each other a little mercy, a little kindness, and a, just, just a, a little rope and say, listen, her behavior is probably due that she didn't have a father in the home. And if she had a father, maybe he was on drugs. Instead of thinking the worst of each other and pointing out the worst of each other, let's understand how we were socially engineered through oppression and through a lack of resource. Okay, we're going offline. We've only got a few more seconds for live streaming. Thanks for everybody listening. Share the shows. Continue to listen. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, private message me, um, Shiloa at yahoo.com. And if you need to speak to me in any way, you know how to get me. Private message me, inbox me, whatever you need to do. I'm, I'm, I can be um, linked up with in all manners. Uh, on Blog Talk, if you got a Blog Talk account, then you can private message me in Blog Talk, and um, I'll know to contact you. All right, thank you for listening. So, anyhow, we have to show each other some mercy. What was done to us was so horrible and so egregious, and so all this blaming. You know, I, I think I was listening to the Black Authority, and once again, this whole, this whole, um, you know, um, needing to blame black women, that black women chose welfare over black men. What? Black women didn't choose welfare over black men. Another lie. Oh, black women chose the feminist movement over the black man. No, once again, that's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. Black women, I think a lot of you sisters rely too much on black women to give you your information. And what I would like for you black sisters to do is to start finding some older, some intelligent older women and start talking to just some older women, the wise crones. Now, I know it's some older women who just dumb as hell. 
I understand that. I know some of them, they just ain't graduated. They they old and they still stupid. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about older women like myself. We're still in our right minds. We, 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 we can tell you what really happened. It applies to us and our female ancestors. Quit relying off what black men said. And I had to point out that during the welfare, the welfare started really in the 50s. Now tell me, tell me, if the welfare for black people started in the 50s, tell me that black men and black women w- weren't married in the family in, in the 50s. Tell me that black that uh, uh, there was a whole lot of black out of wedlock mothers running around in the 50s. That would be a lie. There were no black women out of wedlock in no damn 50s. And the welfare started in the 50s. So don't tell me that black women uh, 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 um, gave up black men for welfare. No, these men were sent off to war. And so you got black women who were married. Their husbands were sent away from the black family. And these men were the sole breadwinners. Now, you might have had a few black women who worked, but they were domestics. So here you got a black woman scrubbing floors, she uh, uh, washing clothes, making pennies now. We know that black women were making pennies, making pennies. The black man was working. He making pennies too. And back then, because children were need for, slave, for, for labor, because there was still cotton picking going on and other things, so children, large families were needed. Why? Because children were seen uh, uh, as aids to labor. You needed them for their labor. So everybody had big families. Black families had large families. White families had large families. So when you take the black man away, who was, he's the sole bread earner, he's the largest bread earner, and then you send him off the war, and now you got a black female that now she has to feed five, six kids off her, wash her clothes, and scrub floor money? What, what do you think is going to happen to the black family? She now got to go sign up for some welfare, don't she? You just sent her husband off the war. You just sent her uncle off the war. You just sent all her male relatives off to war. And, you know, we were more communal back then. So, you know, your cousins, your uncles, the extended family was how the only way black families were making it. So you send all the able-bodied men off the war, and now you got these black women and these large black families, and now they have to turn to the system. See, this is part of the history that it seems that the Black Authority and Jason Black and Tyreek Nasheed and, and some of the other ones who talk about this feminism and how white women and black women linked up. Well, first of all, the feminism movement also started in the 50s. So they timed feminism, they timed the war, and they timed the welfare state, the beginning of the welfare state. You see how all of them was, you know, was created around about the same time. Yeah, it's called let's break up the black family. Yeah, let's break up the black family. We got to get rid of the black man. How do you get rid of the black man? You got to have a draft. A draft. It was called the draft. That's what happened to the black man. It had nothing to do with the black woman. 
the black man and the black woman, that's all they had. They weren't getting any privileges from white people after the Emancipation Proclamation. You saw what white people did to Black Wall Street. You saw what they did to Rosewood. You saw what they did to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and North Carolina. Every time black people built something, the motherfucking white people came in and burnt the shit down to the ground and made them start from ground zero. Every time black people was looking like they was getting ahead, white folks would come in, burn it down, terrorize, run them somewhere. They got to start back over. So it was always the plan of white people to make sure that they kept their ex-black slaves economically oppressed, okay? So to sit up there and assume that the black woman masterminded feminism and the projects and welfare and food stamps and EBT, boy, stop. She didn't mastermind any of those things. She was forced into getting those things because what? They took the black man and sent them all off to war. And we know that the black man didn't have a choice because the black man who said, I don't want to go to war, ain't no damn gook ever called me, nigga. It's the white man that when I walk out, Muhammad Ali, he was the heavyweight champion. He was very outspoken. You can go look this up on YouTube. You don't have to take my words. Go find the Muhammad Ali interview and what year that was. Now, that was way before Section 8 people. That was way before all the projects of the 80s and stuff. We're talking about the 1950s people. During the 1950s, black men and black women, they were still getting married. They were still getting married. Wasn't what there wasn't no whole lot of black women marrying out of wedlock during the 1950s or the 1960s, and not even the 1970s. I said, even the foster home I was in, even though it wasn't that great, I still was in a foster home where there was an intact black family. Now they might have been fucked up times six, but it was still an intact, and this was like. We're, 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 speaking, uh, we're speaking about the 80s. Black men and black women were still getting married. That's when the crack epidemic came. It was during the 80s. But before the crack epidemic, then they had the hippie movement. Once again, there was a movement to what? Introduce drugs into black people's family structure, the hippie, hippie movement. That wiped out a lot of black men right there. The hippie movement. Black men want to go off and free love with white folks that doesn't give a damn with them. And then he want to come back to the black woman. The black woman ain't on drugs. She got kids to take care of. So who was free to go do drugs? Black men. So if you want to talk about the destruction of black families, let's talk about black men and drugs and alcohol. Black men, drugs, and alcohol. Yes, when the projects first started, black men were in those projects, especially the ones in New York and Chicago, the big high-rise projects. Intact black families were living in those projects. So y'all talking about a project where the black man wasn't allowed to be there, that came later. And I guess it may have been brought about because of the violence. The police having to be called out, black women being beat in front of their kids by black men high on drugs, black men on alcohol, yeah, beating the shit out of their children, beating the shit out of their wives. No, they, they, they don't ever talk about that. The hell that black women endured being beat by black men who can't cope with the system they're under, so they go home and beat their wife and kids. So by the time black women 
start living by themselves in the projects, trust me, a lot of them thought it was safer and was happy to be by themselves because it was black men under so much stress that stress was being taken out on black women and black children. That's what, who was getting beat. Let me see. Somebody seemed like they got their hand up. I don't know if this was. Uh, um, this is an anonymous caller. You have tuned in to the Sacred Sisterhood show. Uh, you have a question or a comment, caller. Shalom, sister. How you doing? Just checking in, letting you know I'm here, listening in. Oh, okay. All right. You Thank me? you so much. Oh, okay. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll put you back on mute, okay? Thank you for listening, sister. Okay. Okay. All right. That was my, my good sister down in the N.O. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So the high-rise uh, projects, you know, I um, yeah, those were intact black families living in those high-rise. The ones in New York, the ones in Chicago, uh, Cabrini Greens, these uh, yeah, you had intact. Where, where where else was the black man gonna live? So this whole idea that uh, it didn't come until later on that um, you know, a lot of times when black men came from the war. They went to these projects where these women were living. They didn't have no place else to go. So you done been off the war fighting for the white man, and you come home. Where else was you going to go? You either sign back up or you go live in the projects with your wife and kids because these men were legally married before they left. And you know anytime there's a war, men tend to what? Marry before they leave because you don't know if you're coming back. So the trend is if there's a war, marriage rate goes up, not down. Men want to marry, so just in case if they die, they want someone to get their benefits, and a lot of them had children anyway, so they was already married. So, you know, please keep history in perspective, and I thank everyone for listening, and, you know, just continue to share the show. And females, please learn. Do some research, okay? Don't get all your information from men without doing your own research, okay? Do you you know you got Google University, you got YouTube University, you can do your own research. You don't have to take these men's word for anything. Do your own research. But always check them when they lie on our female ancestors. Every time they talk greasy about black women and feminism and how black women wanted feminism and how black women kicked the black man out for feminism and welfare, that is a blatant lie. And females, black females, please correct any black man because you don't hear white men say this. These are black men telling this lie on your black female ancestors, and as a female, you have the uh, sworn obligation to correct any black man that is lying on your ancestors. Correct them when it comes to this history, okay? Correct them. Because a lot of these black men, they're talking about, oh, they just wanted the thugs. And, you know, I was making $100,000 at the age of 23, and, I, and, you know, the black women didn't want me. Well, why are you single today? What's your excuse today? Why are you 7, 8, 9, 10, 15 years later still single, still talking shit about black women, still talking about black women who didn't pick you back in the day? Why don't one want your ass today? Tommy is talking about hair-headed hooligans and females from the projects, females who have no education. Uh, Don't you have an education? Didn't you graduate from a reputable college? 
Where are the college black females? See, you have to question men who have a higher education, but yet all they can talk about is black females who probably didn't even get nothing but a, a, a high school certificate. They probably didn't even get a diploma. They just got a certificate of attendance. But these educated black men focus all their time and attention talking about black women with no education. Okay, aren't you an educated black man? Should you not focus on the educated black women? Because last I heard, black women are the are, are the number one women with a higher education than any other group of of women in America. They they exceed any other group of women of having a higher education. So you can't say that there are no black women with a higher education for you to go and link up with. So why are you focusing on Shaquita and Shanae them? And 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 and, and uh, Sharia them, Bonquisha them, and hair hat hooligans. These women, these girls don't live next door to you. Why why are these men focusing on the least educated of black females? Why? It's an agenda. It's an agenda. It is an agenda to put in the hearing of 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 black males out there to not want black women. It is a insidious agenda, and black women, you must speak up for yourself, and you must shut this propaganda down because it is coming out of the mouths of black males. But at the same time, if black women, if you're going to turn around and allow propaganda to come out your mouth, I'm going to have to check you. Because any type of negative or propaganda against a victimized race of people is wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. It's wrong when the white media does it on TV, and I told y'all that they put propaganda.